This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You could live in a bubble for 72 hours. What would your bubble be? That's the question we're asking you on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, 651-641-1071. Uh, and we're asking that question because, frankly, we're excited to live in a bubble for the next three yes, days. Yes, I mean, I, frankly, I could not be more of the places that I could be uh, seconded for three solid days. Uh, a casino would be close to the top of the list. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have lived in a casino for three days before, and I'm here to tell you it is a enjoyable experience it is outright blissful it is in fact um this will be my first time living at mystic lake mm-hmm. and i think you can say the same um but think about it you've got slot machines mm-hmm. buffets mm-hmm. indoor everything mm-hmm. you don't need to go outside literally ever at all no there's a caribou coffee in there do you know this there's a I, caribou coffee I, again i i there's no re- reason for me to leave over the that, that 72 God. hour period literally everything you need toilets is right that they have bathrooms showers it's amazing a pool mm-hmm. entertainment slide. yeah thank no. you very much uh so yeah we're excited about it uh but if you were going to live in a bubble for 72 hours and you'd be very excited as we are what would that bubble be 6516411071 kate is on the line let's go to kate Hi, Kate. Okay, so mine sounds a little strange, but I um, have 10 dogs past that are I miss very much, and Aww. I'd like to uh, be in a bubble with my 10 dogs and, and just hang out with them because I miss them all. <laughs> Kate, that's so that's sweet. That's adorable, and, and we, wish we, we can could totally give you that relate. Bubble. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to hang out with a bunch of amazing dogs? I know. 651-641-1071. If you could live in a bubble for 72 hours, what would that bubble be? Uh, and obviously, like you can let your, your imagination run wild. I'm trying to think of like outside of a casino because I really am so excited. We've been talking about all the exciting things about living in a casino for three days. Yeah. Um, Aside from that excitement, where else did you want to live? Um, Disney World. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I would want to live for seventy-two years there. Well, you have sort of lived there for seventy-two yeah. hours before, haven't you? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, if you go vacation there, uh, for a few days, you are kind of in the Disney bubble. Oh, for sure. Right. And you don't is, leave, do you? Uh, no, not I don't. You don't have I to. you don't have to at all, and it really is like. Such to me, enjoy- it's like the enjoyable experience. It's like the equivalent of a cruise ship. I mean, that's right. a little more than three days usually, but uh, it's you don't ever have to leave that self-contained world if you don't want to. I know. I just Holly- kinda, and it kind of lets you le- like you know leave your worries behind. Oh, You're sure. sort of like escape your troubles. Um, you know, the only difference for us in the next seventy-two hours is we still are going to conduct our normal lives. Yeah. 
So it's a little bit different from a vacation in, in that sense. We'll still be doing our jobs and and a little bit more, but surrounded by the most fun things. Leanne is on the line. Hi, Leanne. If you could live in a bubble for 72 hours, tell me about that bubble. I would go to the Kalahari Water Park Ooh, in the they got spa, they got restaurants. And like the best indoor water park in the Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, Am right. I right? Yes, absolutely. That's, that is 100% true. Thank you, Leanne. That's a good Can one. Can I just say, it just occurred to me, you know, I'm going, uh, my cousin got married recently and we're having a reception in Wisconsin. It's a week after we uh, are done with Project Down and Dirty. That would be next, next week. week. And you know where we're staying? Where? Ho Chunk Casino. Nice. So we'll be staying in another casino for 72 hours. Okay, that's amazing. So I have to really parcel out my uh, slot machine. You're going to have to hold tight to the budget. Let's go to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. If you could live in a bubble for 72 hours, where would that bubble be? It would be Simonson Salon for facials and massages. Oh, fancy. Oh, I love that. Yes, yeah. just complete with every single service that they provide for ultimate relaxation. Absolutely. I love it. That Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Sing it. Um massage any place with a massage experience. Right? I Holly, could be stuck. do you have a 72-hour bubble that you'd be excited about? I think so. Okay. Oh, great. Do you want to, do you want to tell it? us about it? <laughs> I would like to go to the British Museum, please. Oh, oh that's to a live good in a museum, idea. that would be fun, yes, right? Yes, to live in a museum and being locked in a museum mm-hmm. for 72 hours yeah. would force me to really look at the things closely right. because I just kind of usually do a breeze by. I feel like And the me, British yes. Museum specifically because there's so much history there and I've been there before, but it's like, okay, the Rosetta Stone is there. All of right. these great artifacts are there. There's the libraries for days. Many a great uh, things have been written in that museum. Uh-huh. So. Just that's actually a really good thank you, Holly, for that, because that's a good because oftentimes when I go to a large museum, I feel stressed out um, because you don't know how long it really will take you to properly enjoy each area. Yeah. And you so you start by sort of rushing through things and then you get all the way through and you go, I really wish I would have paid more attention to X, Y, or Z. And so that that is a good one, Holly. That was a really good one. Uh, Sheila's on the line. Hi, Sheila. If you could live in a bubble for 72 hours, tell us about that bubble, Sheila. The Minnesota State Fair. Oh, mm. for sure. And Food. I would sleep in the grandstand. There you go. Yeah. You can kind of do that right now, right? Like you can't sleep in the grandstand, but they've got a an RV site. Yeah. Uh, a camping site right off attached to the side. Exactly. Thank you, Sheila. That was a good one. Uh, the Minnesota State Fair. And actually, speaking of Project Down and Dirty, that's where the first Project that's Down and Dirty was. That is where it all began. Uh, that was the first bubble that the uh, powers that be had uh, the My Talk talent stay in. Um, oh, shoot. We lost that caller. Uh, they said the moon. Oh, okay. Well, you know, good to be the first person there. Right. So, Hey. Hi. What what were you going to say, Holly? Nothing. Oh. Oh, okay. I just need to uh, let you know that people have been on the moon okay. before we go to break. What did Sue, what did our caller now. Sue, did she tell you what her bubble is? No. Okay, fine. Poor Sue. All right. Well, 
Um, no, I was just going to say there are so many other places I would. I mean, I'm all about apparently living in bubbles because I daydream about, you know, like, wouldn't you just like I know we did the mall for Project Down and Dirty, but I would love to redo the mall a little more um, fancily. Mm-hmm. You know, we did lived in a storefront, but I would love to maybe stay at the Radisson Blue uh-huh. and then you could shop every day mm-hmm. and, and have unlimited ride park, points. Go and see a movie. Unlimited yeah. credit card. That's some naff naff. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, naff naff. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, hey, everybody, keep listening because there will be an opportunity for you to visit us in our bubble on Friday night at the culmination of Project Down and Dirty. That is when we will be doing the comedy portion. Uh, that's when the show is. And we've got another pair of tickets to give away. So you're listening for the hot ticket sounder at some point during this hour on the Colleen and Bradley show. We'll Yay. be back with a little chonus. A little beeb win. I mean, a lot just of listen words. up. There's a lot of words. They don't mean much, but we'll make them make sense after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we pay very close attention to the blind items issued forth by crazydaysandnights.net, an NT lawyer who runs that site. And oftentimes it will start to inform how we read stories about our favorite celebrities. Um, and I've got another example of that. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Now, yesterday, uh, we read a blind item. Uh, and Holly, why don't you read the actual blind item and then we'll tell you who it was attributed to and then I'll bring forth some evidence. Oh, fabulous. Okay. okay. Blind item from yesterday reads as follows from crazydaysandnights.net. The PR team of this foreign-born, A-list, mostly television actress continues to work the tabloids like a glove. Calculated leaks to make it look like her wedding is still going on, but no actual details or quotes. Please, if something like this was really happening, they would be breathless to give out details. Exactly. Well, who did we attribute that to? Do you remember? Bradley Trainer. I'm um, sorry. I was just there's some background uh, noise. Is that? Is it's that, gone now. Okay. Um, the that was attributed to Chonus. Chonus. And Chonus is the uh, relationship formerly known as uh, Priyanka Chopra and, and Nick, Nick Jonas. Jonas. Yeah. Well, I found this article in Us Weekly magazine that will illustrate that blind item to a T. Here's the headline. Priyanka Chopra's wedding to Nick Jonas, quote, is coming soon, (laughs) colon. She's, quote, having a really good time planning. Okay, first of all, so far, you could swap out those names for any two names, honestly. Yes, such and such and -and so-and-so's wedding is coming soon, and the bride is having a really good time planning. Yeah, I mean, that's anybody with a wedding. Anybody, right? Um, furthermore, we read uh, as we open up this article and waste our time to read more. Quote, the wedding is coming soon. No word on when. Okay. And they really want to blend wedding traditions from both of their cultures that are important to them. Priyanka is having a really good time planning the wedding because it's a mix of Indian and American styles and customs, which she knows so much about okay that is just no words that doesn't mean anything nothing. that literally that sentence means nothing tells it means me nothing she is ex- she exists priyanka chopra exists and she's taking a look at some things that <clears throat> they do at weddings and she's might but do it, them or it, she might it alleges not that priyanka is having fun planning mm-hmm. her wedding she's having fun 
her wedding is fun because mm-hmm. it's a mix of cultures, mm-hmm. which she knows a lot about. Right. There's so n- that knowledge makes it fun? There's nothing. That doesn't mean anything. No, this is the thinnest, thinly veiled, no pun intended, uh, cover for a wedding that's not actually happening. But do we think that it'll ever happen? I, you know, listen, that's the, that's the question that I've been asking well, it's- since the get-go, which is how long do you tease out... A fake relationship in Hollywood. It's, it's going to happen at some point, but it's going to happen on a reality show that will culminate in their wedding. Correct? Right. I suppose. Yeah. I allegedly. Mean, that, was, that was the whole, you know, sort of, I feel like fuel behind these blind items that their relationship is fake is that they're really just doing this to get a reality series right. because the Jonas family has had a previous reality experience. And I think the rumor was that, you know, these two are going to be, it is, I do find it interesting that. At least I don't remember talking about um, them carrying around, you know, like camera crews following them around. Uh, right. No, we haven't heard anything about that actually starting but a reality sh- show. But if you believe that that's uh, the reason for this relationship, no doubt, you know, when they went to India and Nick's family met her family, there was a camera crew there. I mean, right. Yeah. I feel like we're going to see all of this on uh, their reality series. Um, further, the article goes on to say, When Priyanka met Nick, she was so taken by him. She says she loves the way he looks at her, the way he smiles, and that he listens so well. Mm -hmm. They really are a great match. Do you know, what's interesting is you would make fun of this, uh, like, for being a tabloid that's not saying anything, and we take the task tabloids all the time for, like, writing articles about literally nothing, like... So and so is breathing air today, right? And really, they and wearing just, clothing. They really love the air. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if you actually listen to Nick Jonas, for example, talk about his relationship with Priyanka Chopra, it is literally the same thing. He talks about how they were drawn together by their love of family and uh, not religion. It was family and spirituality, or something mm-hmm. like that. Like the church. I mean, it was just so oddly like forced. And vague and like that pre-written, just, like, like nobody. Mm, pretty sure, like you might share common things, right? Like those things are important to you mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that those are what brought you together. Your love of family brought you together. No, I think maybe there was an attraction there, right? So it just it it goes to show you that this particular relationship to me isn't just a tabloid creation. It's a creation from. You know, the celebrities themselves. Well, and we are definitely being strung along with no sort of. And this is the part I think that they get into tricky territory, right? Is this sort of talk of these pending nuptials that that are going to happen. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
at some point, but we don't know when, and you're not going to really say when. At some point, you're going to burn us out with these dumb stories. Now, that said, similarly, I also have such an issue with this thing that seems to be happening in Hollywood lately, which is couple meets, three weeks later, couple is engaged, three weeks later, couple is either married or has multiple stories about planning their wedding. Yeah, this It's all happening on this hyper speed, warp speed um, timeline that is Ariana so, Grande, Pete Davidson. Yeah. Uh, well, Haley Baldwin Bieber. and Justin Bieber. And these things, I mean, it's, it's, it's so unrealistic. Now, on the topic of Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin, that's the other latest piece of news that TMZ was reporting today. The two are already married. Now, we've been going back and forth about that. There was a rumor early on after they had visited the courthouse together that they were married uh, and then they batted down those rumors. Yep. And now TMZ is, says they are confirming. It seems to me, isn't that a matter of public record? If, if, a, if people are I don't are married, know what the public, you know, I mean, I don't know what the obligations are to know in like eventually. Sure. But I don't know if like you can just call up the records and say, are and these say, people married? Is that the case? I'm sure you can file for like a public record, but I in don't know. A, in any case, uh, they got, they allegedly, according to TMZ, got married the day that they got their marriage license at the courthouse. Why do we need to be shady about it though? Again, that's my thing. Explain to me. I Nobody, like, why are we talking about it? Like, that is like sort of the dumbest thing to say in the world that we uh, live. Usually when a story like this happens, you're like, well, why do I care? But I really want to know why do I care and why are we talking about it? Well, okay. Why now, do you think in some weird, sick, a- twisted, backwards way? I think that their being cagey about it makes us think we care or makes it seem like we care. Versus if they were just like, yeah, we're married. If they confirmed it, then what's there to talk about? Well, I think partially for us, it's also because <clears throat> we've talked about blind items that allege that she is in this relationship to make some money. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we continue to follow wherever they lead us, even when we wish they didn't. When we come back, we've got D-Bags for you on My Talk 1071. You. you, D-Bags. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we call them a name, and that name is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, I can't anymore with uh, keeping up with the Cardushians. I just can't. Every time I hear a clip or a snippet from that show, oh, that it, was your first it makes me fume. It like I get You don't watch physic- that, do you? No, but okay, I can't good. not because... When I'm, you know, researching intelligent, thoughtful uh, entertainment stories to share with our listening audience, it infiltrates all of my feeds. Okay, all right. Okay, and I'm forced to watch a clip. What are you telling me? Well, I'm going to force you to listen to it, and then we can react. This is a clip from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. What you are going to hear is Kim Kardashian having a conversation with Khloe Kardashian. Okay, those are the two players. Kim is talking about getting. Kanye a band-aid and there's a lot to unpack here so just listen we had a fight because I wouldn't get him a band-aid I said did you look in the proper place there's a band-aid here he didn't like that one 
they wanted another one. So there was a Band-Aid there, and I put it on him. He didn't like the color of the Band-Aid. And so we went upstairs in the kids' room, and I go, oh, look, North has Jesus Band-Aids. Put on a Jesus Band-Aid. And he was like, I've slaved around the world making clothes for you to make sure that you find the best outfit, and you let me go out wearing a Jesus Band-Aid. Aww. He said I should have got a skin color Band-Aid. And I'm for like, you. so I'm running around to find three different color Band-Aids? I said, call the housekeeper. Let's have her get a Band-Aid. And he's like, well, why can't you get it? You would get Saint one. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you fighting with Saint? Is this, are you, is this like a thing? I was like, this is not going to be this way. And I'm not going to have a full-fledged fight because I won't get you a Band-Aid. I'm sorry. But if that's going to make know where him the feel better, better just to get him a Band-Aid, I can't. That's where I draw the line. But if that's going to make him feel more loved, don't you want to just get the Band-Aid? Okay. I don't. I have, I have a lot to say. I would have. Uh, did you? Who did you make your d bag, please? The all of them. Oh, okay. That's that's rich. All of the people. Um, because I think uh, Chloe is mostly the douchebag in this particular video. Okay, interesting. Um, I, I I would like to hear you argue the case also, because I think I have a uh, another d bag who really showed their d-bag ways in that um i think chloe is a d-bag because she's just like using this moment as an opportunity to explain away her own issues and her Mm -hmm. own relationship Mm -hmm. like hilaire um oh yeah why don't you just let your husband cheat on you maybe that's what makes him happy if that's what'll make him happy why don't you just (laughs) like why don't you just now cheat on you what she's saying is not all entirely untrue like sometimes the thing that's like driving you nuts about your significant other uh you could you know, it's like, well, why are you like if if it means something to them, do it. You know, maybe that's just not. So like there's a thin hint of some validity in her argument. Yeah. But to me, because it's Khloe Kardashian, I think it's suspect and likely just a way of projecting her own insecurities about her own relationship onto Kim and Kardashian. Yeah, absolutely. I would argue the bigger D bet or the big to me because uh, she she did definitely um chloe showed up for me as a minor d-bag in that role but to me the biggest d-bag in that in that in that exchange is frankly kanye west who's just that like baby that he can't pick out his own band-aid and he's too good to wear the kid band-aid yeah. and he's too and and he's gonna make it into this is a man who you, compares himself I know, to jesus i know he called himself god. god oh i know and that's it's all part and parcel i mean all of it is what makes him a d-bag but frankly i kind of kim is a d-bag too because she's telling this big dumb story i just can't all of them see again and it all comes full circle i am done Oh, for the you? next five minutes. I was going to say, really? With the Kardashians. I know, I've said it Why before. do you talk about those people? If you wouldn't talk about them, they'd go away. We actually haven't heard that in a while. Have you noticed that? Well, you know, I think it's just because it's not true that if you don't talk about them, they'll go away. Yeah, we've, we've tried all that. figured that out. You know, if somebody's murdering someone in the room next to you uh, repeatedly over and over again... You know, just not acknowledging it isn't going to make it go away. I mean, there are a lot of people we don't talk about on our show. Yeah. And they have not gone away. Correct. Mm -hmm. One in particular. Mm -hmm. Not my D-bag today, Mm. although probably my D-bag most days. 
But the one that I want to talk about with words mm-hmm. is January Jones. What's a January Jones even? Yeah, what is a January Jones these What's days? Her name? She's a 40-year-old actress. Mm-hmm. She was on Mad Men, and I don't know what else lately. Well, I, I want to tell you that on Friday, the 40-year-old actress fulfilled her fans' demands. Ooh. That's a lot of words. To lot. share an itemized list of all her beauty products as well as her morning and night ki- nighttime skincare routines on social media. Because apparently that's a thing we do now. She did say on Instagram, it's not for the faint of heart. But here's the takeaway. Her skincare routine costs $6,000. What the heck? I am... Would you like to know what $6,000 yes, buys your face? Sure. Do you? Yeah. Well, it starts with a $2,300 mask... That she uses for about 20 minutes every day. It's the DSA Pro LED mask. It's basically just a light that you put on your face. I mean, can I just put my face close to a bulb? Perhaps. Okay. She does say the results are immediate. Yeah, because it probably burns your face. Uh, (laughs) She does two face washes with a gentle exfoliant. Okay. Uh, Then she goes on to her serums. She's got five serums that she uses on a regular basis. Can I ask a dumb question? How do you even use a serum? I've always wondered that because I... I've been gifted like sample serums before and I'm like, I don't know what, and I read the bottle to try to figure out. Well, you don't have to usually put them all over your face. Sometimes you put them under your eyes, sometimes in your trouble spots. Maybe you've got a sunspot. Dab. Dab, dab. Never wipe. Always dab. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I will say. I I don't have time. That uh, these serums run about 135 to 200 wallers. Mm -mm. She's mm-hmm. also got some uh, pricey oils and balms that she reserves for special bedtime. Uh, special bedtime. <laughs> she's got something called a blue cocoon, which is one hundred eighty dollars. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's the cream, which is two hundred and sixty-five dollars. Wait, what is happening right now? Are it's you called Augustine Bader? Oh, I'm like, are these real? <laughs> she's a master at that cream. Okay. Um, <laughs> No one? Okay. I got it. Black Rose Precious <laughs> Face Oil. It's Precious Face Oil. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and Black Rose Supremia Night Cream, which runs $800. Oh, my gosh. We're not even done. Retinol creams that she uses. Okay. Some more masks that are both moisturizing. And then she's got some pamper stuff. She calls it pamper things. Like Like diapers? No, like she pampers her face with these things. One includes a body oil, another body oil, a body scrub. Those things run between 60 and 100 and some odd dollars. That is a total of $5,677 for her face. Now, let's look at her face, shall we? I mean, she's got a beautiful face. January Jones. She's gorgeous. Um, But like that's... Every night? And then how often does she have to replenish her supplies? God, I think she's going to have to go to get her face sandblasted every six weeks because all the crap she's putting on her face. Right? I mean, that can't be good. And not only that, but like, how long does that take? I mean, how much of her day is spent with her serums? You said she wasn't up to much. Well, she's not. I mean, she does have a child, though. Um, But yeah, I don't. I don't. I I don't get it. Yeah, well, I'm looking at the uh, filmography here. I don't see anything since 2014. I'm telling you, she's not busy. 
She's not doing Good much. Good Kill was a movie she was in. Oh, wait, no, I take that back. She did a couple of TV things in 2017. Okay. Literally did a voice. Uh-huh. And Which one probably... episode of New Kid on the Talk. I think she was on that show Last Man on Earth. Which yeah, that just was, got canceled. That was in... Uh, oh, you're right. That did go through 2018. Yeah, so okay. she was kind of busy. Okay, sure. Still, how does she have time for all this later. junk? I mean, come on. I don't really care about my face that much. I love my face, but not for $6,000 worth. Just get some retinol. That stuff's good. Well, and I'll be perfectly honest. You know, a lot of this stuff that you that she probably is getting, you can get a cheaper version at, you know, the Target. Maybe don't... $6,000 seems excessive, that's all. Well, it also makes... Uh, yeah, it just, yeah. It's yeah. too much. Hey, um, can I just share with you something quickly we got from a listener? This oh, goes please. back to your D-bag. Yes. Uh, what Sleep Though on the Twitter says, mm-hmm. um, you guys realize that Chris is orchestrating Kim's divorce, right? Notice the recent stories of Kim talking about fighting with Kanye and oh. calling him exhausting. Now there are scenes on keeping up with the Kardashians. Chris is going to do a number on Kanye. Oh, so. this is interesting. Now, can I just share one more little tidbit that I forgot to point out when we were listening earlier to Kanye West talking to Harvey Levin at TMZ. TMZ Live interviewed Kanye West. Yep. At the very beginning of that piece of audio, Kanye West talks about a person in his management team. And he says on my team, and then he gestures to Harvey Levin and says, our team, which, again, to me, says what we've known all along, which is that Kanye and probably the Kardashians, because they're all kind of repped by the same group, are in bed with the same people that TMZ Well, we know Chris Jenner certainly has a relationship with yeah. Harvey Levin that goes way back. So then you start to see kind of how this, those stories are being spun out yeah. and why it well, is TMZ always gets the Kanye, stories with Kanye. I was going to say, Kanye is, you know, although they've been quite honest in his face, like, what are you talking about when he goes mm-hmm. off on his tangentos? It's all, but I'm... What sleep, though? I think you're on to something. Yeah. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oof, and then Louis C.K. is apparently on something because he keeps on trying to perform. And we've got some thoughts and opinions about that after this on My Talk 1071. I never huh. Methinks I uh, heard a hot ticket sounder, which means somebody sure? is going to get real lucky and is going to be at Project Down and Dirty Comedy on Friday night to see the results of all of our hard work. Uh, six five one six four one one zero seven one. All right, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk one zero seven one, streaming live at mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. You are Bradley Trainer. I am indeed. And uh, Louis C.K.'s at it again. He's trying to make people laugh, even though he's a big creepy McCreeper pants. Yep. Um. So. You know, I was just looking at something, and now I want to say this, and oh. I know we were going to talk about something else, but I got distracted. Okay. Do you know that there are, like, you, there's one ticket available for Project Down and Dirty? Actually, three. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought we were all the way sold out. I did, too. And then I looked, because one of our listeners yesterday said something about being able to get tickets, and I was oh. like, really? Really? And I just looked, and there are literally three tickets, so... 38 bucks. Okay, hurry like. up. Hurry get up. on go it. Go get them. Get on it. I hope that's right, but that's what I'm seeing. Anyway, can I go back now? Yes. 
to Louis C.K. Okay, thank you for that yes. uh, side uh, side shoot. He performed uh, at another surprise set recently in New York, and I have so many questions. I don't Ugh. understand who thinks this is a good idea. So imagine you're at a comedy club. Mm-hmm. Much like many of your listeners, and hopefully three more people will be uh, on Friday night. Imagine like we're about to do Project Down and Dirty comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, to kick things off, out walks Louis C.K. What? I mean, that would be really awkward, right? To bring everybody up to speed in case you've forgotten, Louis C.K. accused and frankly admitted to... Um, Experiencing his own personal pleasure in his own full view of other women, he seemed to think it was okay because he had asked them before he did such an act, and they all consented. What he neglected to understand was he had also mm, perhaps made their uh, jobs or their future in comedy dependent on their viewing him polishing his own silverware. Yeah, so thank you. That said, when he walked out, a comedy source said, quote, a few women walked out. He did not address the Me Too allegations against him. He was a little arrogant. He made some comment like, quote, I've been off for a while because everyone needs a break. Her, her, her. Mm. And then he went about his business. Um, One audience member who was there. When you said went about his business, you didn't mean he polished his silverware. No, he didn't polish his silverware. He did not take out his junk uh, during his stand-up routine. Um, But he did... He uh, or one one person tweeted of his set. I saw Louis C.K. at the Comedy Cellar last night. and I'm happy to report his new material is just as bad as his old. Mm. I just I don't understand. Like. I do now understand and we can talk about that because of a, a blind item we read earlier today. But I don't understand the thinking behind like, hey, let's just uh, let's give that Louis C.K. a chance. Let's uh, put him on late at night, because imagine if you're the owner of whatever club and you don't tell people who have right. paid to be there that Louis C.K. is going to pop out. And, and and then and suddenly you are kind of being a, a, like com- you're a, guinea it's a comedy pig. assault is what it yeah, is. I mean, you're being assaulted. You're, t- you know, like they're like, hey, let's take a chance on this guy. Well, I don't want to take a chance on this guy or at least give me the chance to make that choice mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Right. That's exactly. what I don't understand. Now, I referenced a blind item. That helps us perhaps get to the bottom of what this is all about Mm -hmm. uh, that Holly brought up earlier today. Holly, do you want to share that blind item one more time for us? Of course. Being the voice of the blind item. I will share that blind item. We'll do it formally. Blind item from earlier this uh, program has to do with this disgraced comedian who should stay in his corner, paid several dozen people to watch a recent set just so he could try and convince other places to let him play. Mm, there it is. Does that mean he paid the audience? That's what it sounds like. Yes, so that they would be ready to receive his comedy. Well, apparently yeah. not everybody got their check. Well, you know, because well, think about this, though, right? Because if they aren't people that he brought with him, right? Like his friends and family. They said, hey, you know, throw a couple bucks your way to come and watch me do comedy or whatever. Unsuspecting people in the audience... They can say, I'm not taking your money. I don't even want to see you Does do comedy and I'm going to leave. I'm going to give you some jokes. I'll who give knows? you, a, I'll buy you a round of drinks. I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows? But apparently this is his technique because the last time he did surprise comedy, 
um, there was a blind item that he had paid the comedy club owner hmm. so that he could take the stage and deliver his that terrible jokes. That makes more sense to me, but like, what does he do? Like, here's $5? Well, he probably wants the crowd like, to Venmo look you. like they're sticking around. You know, like, he probably wants it to seem as though there are people who really wanted also, to sit and listen to him. would you take Louis C.K.'s money? Uh, I don't know where that's been. Thank mm. you. He probably took it out of his pants. Mm -hmm. I know where that's been. Here's the thing, though, about Louis C.K. I'm also curious about what the material is that he's using because, meaning, what is his act and routine about? Because, and this happens when you uh, know something about a person and then you go back and revisit their body of work, you start to see it with a different lens and um, Louis C.K. had some particularly, uh, at the time, what seemed to be kind of funny, um, if you were into his comic routine, yeah. comedy routine, had some funny things about um, his self-exploration. And in retrospect, when you go back and listen to that stuff, I mean, we can't even air it because it's just foul. But when you go back and listen to it, knowing now what he was doing and victimizing um women and and young comics and having them view him self-pleasure mm-hmm. it starts to have a whole different tone and he's nasty. always had a very nasty he's always had a very sexually sort of charged uh um sex heavy act yeah and so it 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 causes me to wonder if he if this new act is le- less sex forward I guess like what is his focus now? I guess is my question. Yeah. Like what is, you know, where does the direction of his comedy go? Cause you almost have to go through a rebrand if you're a gross person and you get caught being gross. I you got to take just, the gross out of your comedy. I also just don't think that he's um, funny. Oh no. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I don't, I was never a fan of his, but I will say that that's from sheer ambivalence. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I did not pursue, you know, his career to know one way or the other. Um, I just wonder like, why is that like five minutes after you've been accused credibly by over five women and you've admitted to a lot of that, mm-hmm. that you think you should just go right back to what you were doing before sort of without skipping as a it beat. were. It's yeah. Just, uh, yeah. That's weird to me. Yeah. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I've got a question for you. What little white lies do you tell your kids to make your life a little easier? Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. I'll tell you.